Hey everyone, welcome to Ride On Radio. Yes, that's right. This is the show that says live right in the real world. We will not tell you how to live, but we will expose the real world and what a show we have for you today. Uh, We're going to be talking about the corporations in this world and they're running the world and how they're doing it. We're going to be talking about gold standard. We're going to be talking about rubles. We're going to be dispelling the myths that other truth tellers, supposed truth tellers are telling you about the debt clock. And we're going to start with an emergency. We got a guest on the show on very short notice. His name is James Raguski, and a man, I, I didn't ask him how to spell, uh, say that last name. I hope I got it right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And we are going to be talking about the WHO power grab. You do not want to miss this, and there is action required if you indeed care about humanity. So without further ado, let me just run the quick intro because you know I love to brand things, and then we'll get going. Views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. It's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Red On Radio. And of course, I'm joined by Christy Tasker. Thank you for coming back, Christy. And thank you for most, most importantly, uh, getting this guest for us because it is a timely manner. It is a power grab like we have not seen. It affects us worldwide, not just the United States, not just Canada, not just Australia, not uh, the Asias. It affects the entire world, but there's something you can do. What say you, Christy? That's right. Hi, everyone. Yes, absolutely. We definitely need to listen to James's message when... I first came across it. I literally sent it to Jeff and said, we, we got to get him on. And the next thing I know, Jeff says he's on. So James, we're very happy to have him in. And you definitely, we all need to listen to this message that James has because it is timely and we have just a short time to act as though I understand James. Thrilled to be here. Ask me, uh, ask me a question and I'll tell you what you want to know. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, did I pronounce your last name correctly, James? You, you're good. Uh, I went through um, my youth uh, with the nickname Goose, and you can see where that came from with Raguski. So let's let's get into it. All right. I love it. So I want to start out, James, and obviously we're going to get to the information and we're going to go through the bullets that are really, really key and what you found and how governments hide things in plain sight. But this one is particularly sneaky because it's not something they're adding, it's something they're taking away. But I want to talk about what you shared with me on the phone yesterday about that 4 a.m. moment. And let's Um, kick it off from there. I'm going to expand on that just a little tiny bit um, and go back a handful of months. Um, I uh, was working in my yard. I told you this just before the show. And um, life is good, you know, and I, I put it out there. I said, you know, I, I, I think something bigger is, is meant for me, uh, and I volunteer. I just put it out there. I said, if, if there's something that I could do, I, I volunteer. I know you're not supposed to volunteer for stuff, but I did. And a couple of weeks after that, um, I, I had had six websites dedicated to uh, presenting the truth about all of this uh, coronavirus, COVID thing, um, going back all the way uh, to 
January 2020, I had gotten one of the early uh, um, preprint reports and I saw what was going on with the genetic sequencing of the virus. And okay, I uh, got to be real careful if we want to keep this on you. And, on, and, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm, 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 I'm cruising. We, we got right, to use different uh, words if you don't I'm, mind. I'm, I'm cruising right past that. And we're not giving medical information at all. There's Just, no yeah. medical advice here. We love big pharma. There, that might this, help us. This this isn't anything about that. That's what I was doing. And after I had asked for um, a, a new task, a new assignment, a couple of weeks later, all of my work for the past decade was wiped off the internet. So believe me, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I I said, wow, that that's an answer. That's an answer. That that's a, a reassignment. I wonder what my next job is going to be. And so I, I came across some information about a pandemic treaty, and I went down the rabbit hole. Uh, I ended up putting some articles up on Substack, searching into this pandemic treaty. And now we get to the point of the story that you had asked me about. And what I um, did was, I, I go to sleep at night, and I have a question in my mind. And usually, I would get you know awakened in the morning, and and there's an answer waiting for me. So at four in the morning, I, I got dragged out of bed. It was like somebody had me by the scruff of the neck. It's like, you're going to go and you're going to do some research on the internet. You're looking for this. That wasn't completely unusual because I do that all the time. But it was like this, you know, I, I just had to find something. I had to find something. And I found this one article. And in the article, it said, you know, we obtained this document and it had a hyperlink. So I clicked on the hyperlink. And this is the document in question. Now, this was back in early March. Um, we'll get into all of the details about it. And I, I researched it. I, I understood what it was. I, I found literally the proverbial needle in the haystack of all of these legalese words. And this was a document that was submitted by the United States delegate to the World Health Organization in on January 18th. There was an article, one article that was published about it approximately a week later. And I found that article about a month after that, and there was nothing else to be found anywhere. Now, the thing that makes me supremely confident is on April 12th, the WHO finally got around to publishing the document on their website. I didn't hack anything. I'm not an insider. This isn't whistleblowing. This is just the guy being guided to find something being prepared enough to be able to comprehend what I was reading, uh, I then found that they had gotten around to publishing it officially. So we're talking about just going to the World Health Organization's website, reading a document, and understanding that they're trying to amend existing regulations. The existing regulations, arguably, you know, parts of them you might disagree with, parts of them you might look at and go, you know, that's okay. Um, but they want to change a very specific piece of it. And I'm going on and on and on. Would you would you want me to just keep going, or, or do you have a question? That, no, that you're, you're doing okay? fine, James. Okay. So um, I, I do have a question, James, because I want to I want us to encourage other people to kind of do what you've done and basically just put things out. Ask God to show places because he will direct our path. Okay. So that's number one that I'm hearing you say. Number two, can you give everybody an idea of what, okay. See, so number one, you got up in the, you got up at four 30 in the morning. You did exactly what you were led to do. 
you went on the internet and just started searching, right? Because this is something I feel like a lot of people ignore. Yes. And the only thing I ever pray or ask for is um, guidance and strength. And, you know, the guidance takes you places that you never, you know, you can't figure it out because that's what guidance is. If you're lost, you know, and you're looking for something, you're not going to find it. But if somebody says, well, why don't you, why don't, why don't you go look over here, Jim? Right. Yep. So I, I've and learned. That's me too, James. I mean, that's how I find everything too. I mean, I don't, you know, it is guidance. So that's what I want us to encourage other people to do, because had you not found this very important document, we could all be in a lot of trouble here. And um, I'm, I'm blessed to have found it. And so getting into what it is, um, you know, I've spoken to lawyers since then, you know, evaluating and analyzing all of this, and they haven't heard of the international health regulations, you know, everyday common people, why would they care? But I want to give a little bit of, I want to give a little bit of background in terms of if you, if you don't know what the international health regulations are, you can't put it into context. And so the international health regulations are just what they sound like, but they go all the way back to 1969. Uh, back then it, it was things like cholera and measles, you know, not so much polio anymore, but yellow fever and, and, you know, things that we think of as, you know, horrible pandemic diseases. And at that point in time, you know, nations of, of the WHO, they agreed that if you've got a problem in your country, it, it'd be really cool if you just told everybody else that you got a problem. Okay. And, and so you can see how somebody would agree, the nations would agree to just that sort of open and, and transparent thing. You don't want them hiding an outbreak and having it get worse than it was. It, it got amended, it got amended. But then after 9-11 and after anthrax and after SARS-1, they did a big rewrite. And in 2005, they um, agreed to this new version of the international health rec um, regulations. So that's just standing. They made one little amendment since then, but that's just been around for like 17 years. What they want to do is amend that. And the main, there's, there's a whole lot of amendments, but the main amendment that is troublesome, they're all troublesome, but this one's really bad, is they want to change Article 12, Section 2, 3, and 5. And they want to cross out and remove something that limits the WHO. So it's kind of like a double negative. If you, re if you remove something that limits their power, that's basically giving them the power uh, that they didn't have before. And so currently the situation is that the WHO, if they learn of an outbreak, they're not allowed to even talk about it or share information with other countries unless they go to the country in question and they negotiate or, or have a discussion and they get the country to agree, yes, we have a problem, right? And then the WHO can sound the alarms, spread the word and all that sort of stuff. Now, this is a double-edged sword and uh, I'll go into that. If you go back to January, 2020, when, you know, I'm just gonna leave it this way. Something was happening in Wuhan, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever that might've been. Right. We can all have that discussion offline. Um, and so the WHO went in and they got they got some pushback and China expressed their sovereignty. And they said, you know what, just go away. Leave us alone. We, we, you know, come back later. We're, we're trying to figure out what's going on here. A couple of days, a week or whatever it is, go by. They finally reach an agreement with the sovereign nation. And then, you know, the story as much as we can know it from from there. Well, 
you know, people are upset about China given that couple of day, one week or so pushback. And the WHO seems to be of the mindset that if they only had the opportunity to in 48 hours with whatever information they had, you know, not necessarily accurate, oh, you know, we're gonna impose a, a public health emergency of international concern on this sovereign nation and tell the world what's going on, um, even if they don't agree. So these amendments would give the WHO the authority to declare their terminology. Uh, I don't, I catch myself sometimes I mess up. Don't say pandemic because that's not the legal term that's in the international health regulations. They refer to a public health emergency of international concern, P-H-E-I-C, affectionately referred to as a fake, right? So they can declare a fake, can't make this stuff up. They, they, they telegraph it, they telegraph it. It gets better, it's it better. And um, I'm not gonna use off color language, but it'll sound similar. This same amendment in the same section wants to give their regional directors the ability or the authority or whatever to um, claim or, or, or declare that there's a public health emergency of regional concern. And I'll leave it to your listeners to, to imagine, you know, what they're trying to do with the P-H-E-R-C. They're, they're trying to do something to us and, and they're telegraphing it. And uh, they also want to have an, uh, an intermediate health alert. So what this is about is ongoing forever states of emergency. Now, in addition to the document that I found on the WHO, I found an interesting document in the United States Federal Register. And the Federal Register is where um, uh, agencies, departments of the government, when they uh, finalize their regulations, um, they're supposed to publish them in the Federal Register. And my understanding is then Congress is supposed to vote on them. They never do. Uh, they're supposed to look at the regulations and vote on them into law. But everybody's gotten lazy, and now the agencies get to declare the law, and, and Congress doesn't follow up and say, you know, we agree, we don't agree. So, Jeff, I'm, I'm going to throw this back at you. I'm not the interviewer, but I'm going to have some fun with you. If I say January 19th, 2017, stew on that for a second. January 19th, 2017. What might that day mean to everybody listening? That was the very last day of the former president's reign of terror. Last full day. He had a half day until noon um, when Trump was right. inaugurated. And so there's a document that I have on my website that I, you know, I didn't hack. It's in the Federal Register. You just got to read the darn thing. And there's, you know, thousands and thousands of words. But when you're guided, you know, you, you glance through it and you're like, oh, what's that over there? Well, um, they changed a couple of words in there, which, you know, jumped off the page at me. Um, one of them was the definition for the United States of a public health emergency, as opposed to the WHO's public health emergency of international concern. And so on the last day, the last full day in office, the Obama administration's CDC's final ruling on you know all of these um, emergency um, uh, regulations changed the definition of a U.S. public health emergency to be in lockstep with if 
the World Health Organizations, and I refer to them as the dictator general of the World Hypnosis Organization, if they make a if yeah. <laughs> if if they make a recommendation, that is in our regulations enough cause for our um, secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services to say we've got an emergency. We've you know we've got emergency powers, and and we're going to write over everything. They changed another word in that same document, which, if you look at the international, <clears throat> if you look at the international health regulations, it's considered to be invasive to stick something up your nose. I won't say what that might be. Some some other, you know, things go yeah, up. Yeah, it was a specific kind of test that broke the brain blood barrier. And mm -hmm. and so there's. A regulation in the definition, you know, the Article One definitions in the International Health Regulation says that having something, you know, having someone stick something up your nose requires your permission, okay, yep. and cannot be mandated. Well, the Obama 84-page um, drop into the Federal Register changed that and made it something that was considered non-invasive. So they changed the word, you know, Newspeak, 1984. And so all I'm trying to do, and I'm blessed to have you folks give me a platform to do it, is to say, look, I found this information. You, you put it up, I think, on the screen here. Uh, I, I put it so people can get there really easy. If you're messing with my sovereignty and my bodily autonomy, don't you dare dot info is where you can find the information. and. You know, my phone number is 310-619-3055. I, I trust that good people will be guided to pick up the phone and call me. And, and that's how we got to, to meet. And so um, I love questions. Anybody got any well, questions? Let me, uh, let me throw one at you. First of all, and we want to go, we want to break down some of these things. So uh, just some further evidences uh, other than the documents that you have uh, quoted. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> I call him. Uh, you know, the, the creepy old guy who's been running the show for a little while. He's been uh, saying... Which, which, know, which, 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 which one? <laughs> yeah, which one, which, Jeff? Which one? I think there's like six. I think oh, I know. Okay. Uh, little guy with glasses who... Oh, who oh okay. He's got a lot, diaper, too. Wear a diaper, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but he, he has already... He has condemned that the courts have struck down the uh, the diaper thing on airplanes. Uh, and stuff like that. So he's saying, no, we should have that sole power. And one of the things that really struck me when you were talking about this, James, is let's talk about the thing that goes up the nose and the international regulations. Do you know someone who has had or know of ex times when people have been able to pull out those international regulations and have success? You know, I, I, I think most people have never heard of them. And so... Uh, you know, I have all that information. I'm, I'm actually probably, since it's become an issue, it's it's a little bit of a tangent, very important to very many people. It's it's something that I can certainly do an article on to make that all available. But, <clears throat> pardon me, we should probably get get back to the point at hand. You know, the why we're why we're here. The um, I hope that answered your question. With that, um, I, I don't know well, of anybody who. I, I believe I've heard you said before that uh, you know if someone is being compulsed to take that particular test, they were able to present uh, the international regulation and say, you know, uh, you're actually going against international law here. I, I, I have a friend, Lionel, who um, 
uh, we were having a discussion and he said that, oh, you know, I'm going to go and go to my county health commissioner and, you know, present some information to him. And I said, oh, well, if you're going to be doing that, you got to know about this. And, and so that's something that uh, I will certainly endeavor to put up on a, an article and try to make it straightforward and clean. Uh, I, I suspect, though, that um, they don't listen. They don't listen. And so, you know, what's needed, you know, some people, if you show them that and you go, look, you're breaking the law, this is the, I mean, you could literally buy the darn booklet, you know, the, the links on my website, the, the WHO sells the little tiny booklet, it's 84 pages. Um, you could get it and go highlight that section and, and shove it in their face and go, look, this is, this, these are the international regulations. You're committing an international crime, right? Um, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just following orders, right? You know, just yeah, but you see, I think that's very powerful because, mm -hmm it gets that person that you're presenting it to and it's on a local level it's belly to belly it gets them to consider these things i will, and I will. through their mind they're going to be thinking whoa how long have i been doing this how many people have i come against and, and in particularly in the united states where uh lawsuits are like you know a candy machine mm -hmm. you know people you could uh, might think might just start second guessing their actions and say, well, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to expose myself like this. So I think it's powerful in itself just by the nature of the information. I will, I will endeavor to write that article as soon as I can. Um, and absolutely. Okay. And so the, the topic at hand that we've touched on, and I just want to finish the story. Um, I was guided that morning to find the document. Uh, they put it up on the world health organization's website so i'm now supremely confident you know I, I will just laugh in the face of anybody who says that this is a conspiracy theory because it's like look i'm just reading a document it's right there on the website and and it's scheduled in the agenda to be considered on the floor of the world health assembly this may 22nd to the 28th which is why i'm so glad you had me on on such short notice because that's only three weeks away and what so they let will me ask you a question about that because it's three weeks away and we're going to talk about what action people can take in a moment uh but i want to congratulate you once again because it was a needle in a haystack it's much harder to see something that's being taken away than to see something that's being put in so i really thank you well i thank god that he led you to that mm -hmm. but what is so important about this is this is really a centralization of a governmental body that is take wants to take control and bypass any borders they want to be able to go in and we're seeing it happen in every area right now everything is going towards centralized and uh and man this is going to get really scary and we're going to start talking about the digital id and stuff that is coming this year but with this, who are the people who are going to be voting on this regulations? I'm, I'm going to have a little fun with you. Um, we're, we're, you and I, I I'm not sure, uh, but you and I, I, I'm sure, are old enough to remember the Abbott and Costello routine about the baseball team where the name of the person on the first base was who, Mr. Who, and um, Mr. I don't know was on second base and Mr. What was on third base. You could have so much fun with this because I already heard you do it, and and I had a friend who was doing this, and I couldn't get it through. You know, the humor in this. Who is behind this? Who wrote these amendments? 
who is you know is trying to take over the world and you go it's not a question it's a statement you know the the abbot and castella routine who's on first yes uh, you know what you know what do you, it's all confusing hey guys what's their symbol think about one of the symbols they actually use as well who it goes who who <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't even get any like more like they're they're putting it in our faces. Yeah. And the snake. like and, it just Yeah. And so I, I actually can say who. Right. Um, the document that was submitted on January 18th was signed by Lois Pace, who works as the assistant secretary in the Office of Global Affairs in the Department of Health and Human Services. Now I'm, you know, to me, I'm relatively certain that Miss Lois Pace is an absolutely wonderful human being and just was a functionary who was given the honor of presenting this document that somebody wrote. I mean, who wrote it? Well, you know, that's for Congress to investigate, right? But Miss Lois Pace was given the task. She's a, she was a delegate in November at the special session and she was also a delegate to the, uh, um, executive board meeting in January. And on January 18th, she wrote the letter that got submitted that had all of the amendments attached to it. And just because she had the amendments and, and submitted them, doesn't mean she read them and really knew what was going on there. I'm sure an intelligent person, but you know, do you know what you're really doing and what the, the ramifications are? And, and, and literally, this is a question, not a statement. Um, who did write that document? because when they submitted it, 40 nations, including many of the nations in the European Union, signed on to it like that. So uh, were all of those nations in the loop? Because, you know, how do you sign on to something that just got submitted? Were you involved in actually crafting the language of these amendments? And so uh, what's coming up now is, uh, Jeff, if I say these letters to you, um, tell me what comes to mind. Uh, TPP, Tom Peter Paul, TPP. Does that bring up yeah, any it, uh, interesting memories? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, of course. And, and of course, DJT got uh, got us out of it. But the uh, Pacific. Uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership. Trans-Pacific. Thank you, Christy. Now, that's not a Pacific Partnership. That's not a Pacific partnership that identifies as trans. That was a trans-Pacific Rim trade agreement that was a very, very, very well hidden. My understanding is that you know uh, senators and congresspeople were, were only allowed to look at it in a secure room, and they weren't allowed to photograph it. And so I don't know if, if somebody you know, like myself found it, uh, you know, I didn't hack anything. I didn't leak any confidential or, or, or um, top secret information, but the word got out that this document was doing something that was very, very dangerous to our sovereignty. And that it would, if, if anybody had a, a, a dispute in trade around the Pacific Rim, they were, they would have made it so that you could not take it to court. You would have to go to this sort of corporate run pseudo court that um you know basically it would give you away our sovereignty in in that regard and we thought the people rose up and and shoved it down and buried it uh trump uh you know just let it be forgotten but we forgot to put the wooden stake through the heart of it and shoot it with a couple of silver bullets and it arose in a morphed manner 
has this, not just the Pacific Rim countries, but 194 countries of the World Health Organization. And it is giving our sovereignty a piece of it in regards to the declaration of emergencies from all of the countries of the world to the World Health Organization. Now, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I, I think, you know, logically. And so when I read the law, it's like, well, you know, is this treason? Is this sedition? Or is this, you know, a, an enormous case of administrative malfeasance? Because, you know, it, it hasn't been in the federal register that I can find. It, it isn't published anywhere on the Health and Human Services, the State Department, the Mission to Geneva, the Justice Department. Um, it's, it's hidden, very, very, very well hidden. And I think they were hoping that it would pop up in the middle of the assembly, like when they passed the Federal Reserve in the middle of the night, or, um, oh, you get to read the act after we pass it, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's a six-month implementation period where all of the countries would have to get their uh, national laws in lockstep with this new uh, amendment. And then November, six months later, just in time for Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas, you've got uh, one world government. Listen, and, and the TPP and everything is all about the destruction of the United States. Of course, they need to destroy the United States to get uh, to accomplish their goals because it is the largest standing civilian army in the world. And that is very important. And, and I'm, I'm not making any accusations of criminal activity. Uh, I am raising questions about information that is in the public domain, but has been hidden and not talked about. Uh, it certainly seems to be in the family of giving away a nation's sovereignty. And, you know, we'll go back into the Abbott and Costello routine. Who are they to speak for me without first giving me and you and everyone else the opportunity to voice our opinion, have our representatives voice our opinion, have discussions in Congress. Um, you know, if if there's a congressperson or a senator out there who does not call for an investigation, who does not call to have uh, Javier Becerra and Lois Pace and all the other uh, people who are uh, in the delegation to hey, come on to Washington and testify in, in front of a congressional hearing and explain yourself to us. How did you write this? Who was involved in writing it? You know, does this mean what this guy James is looking at, interpreting this as giving away some of our sovereignty? And, and if, if any of these politicians who are our public servants are not serving us by investigating this and asking questions. Now, you know, any one of them can, you know, get into the whole theatrical mode and make a big stink about this and 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 step forward now. Um, they didn't know about it. You know, I, I, I grant them, I doubted that anybody in Congress knows about this, but now they do. When they and, know they have to act, right? And and, and we have to, um, I'm, I'm about to put on my website a template for an email demanding we don't have we don't ask our public servants what to do we tell them what to do mm -hmm. right we right. pay their salary we give them the honorarium of you know being in office tell don't ask tell your public servant your congress people that you want this to be investigated and here's the abbott and costello routine we don't know who is in the delegation 
that's going to go to the WHO. Mm -hmm. I found where they publish it on the WHO website after the event happens. But, and, and that's legitimate because the WHO is putting on a party and you know whoever shows up at the party afterwards, they go, okay, here's who came to the WHO, right? And if you wanna know who that is, it's all right here. I know the link where that information will be published because they keep putting it on the same place every year. And when you get to this year's list of the delegations, it's not there because I don't expect it to be there until after. But where on the WH, I'm sorry, on the uh, Health and Human Services Department, State Department, the Mission, Justice Department, where is the document that lists the people who must already have travel plans to get to Geneva in three weeks? We know that they have to know who these people are. And it's a really well-kept secret that I have not yet been able to find. And you know, I, I'm hoping that people will demand, and, and, and people in the media, such as yourself, will demand that our Congress, you know, our Congress people and our senators start asking questions on our behalf. You know, we don't live in a democracy, people. Please don't ever say that. We live in a representative democracy that is the republic. And if you want to express your um, opinion, you, you work through you know, your representatives and you demand that they ask the questions that you want asked. And, you know, I, I have faith. I have faith. We have time. We stop TPP. Um, I have faith in a lot of things. And I think that uh, we're going to win this one. So it's so important for you, the listener, to actually take action with things like this. And you think I'm only one person, but believe me, you're not the only one person. No. You might not be joined with everyone else that's going to be writing. Uh, and you listen, we we've mentioned many times here that we, you know, the government really doesn't work for you, but they do respond to public pressure. They do respond. They and do. This is something you need to get together and voice your opinion. And uh, a lot of the information is going to be at don't you dare.info and uh that's james's website uh you're also on substack james yeah let me let me um uh just give some details uh please don't put don't you dare.info into the search bar on google because they're not going to help you find me okay you know where you're going just type it into the uh url and just go straight there. If you try to do a search for it, they're gonna hide it. Um, that merely points to the main article on my essentially blog and newsletter. And that's just James Roguski, R-O-G-U-S-K-I dot substack dot com. And so either one will get you to the same place. It's an article that I entitled, Wake Up and Smell the Burning of Our Constitution. And so, uh, Again, my phone number is 310-619-3055. It, it rang a couple of times while we're talking, so I'll, I'll have plenty of nice people to talk to um, afterwards. But uh, my, my, my wonderful uh, better half and, and I had a conversation uh, a week or so ago, and we said, you know, life is on hold until Memorial Day. Uh, this assembly is going to be happening the week before Memorial Day. I'm 100% dedicated to uh, helping spread the word about this. And, you know, I'll, I'll crack a beer on Memorial Day and celebrate victory with everybody around the world. Uh, I, I'm fully confident. And so uh, I can't do it by myself. So, no. And so can I, can I encourage people to please go to James's website and, and not only like you send it to your 
I'm going to advise people to send it to their mayors, their local representatives, like locally, like even your just like your little city representative, your state representatives, your governor. And when you get this letter, I want you to BCC at least 20 or 30 people, okay, and encourage them to do the same thing, okay? This is not that hard. James has got the information all ready for us. Listen, James, I love a person that makes templates more than anybody else because you know what? The demon rats, they're best at making templates because guess what? Their people don't even have half the brains to even create them. So we need to at least utilize these templates that you've done. It'll take everybody about five minutes with a template to send it to all of their local governments and also call. And I'm going to tell you, Governor DeSantis, people, you know, they love him. But the reality is he is sitting waiting on people's calls and he has somebody checking a box for what the people want. So if that if you really want to take a stand, that's what you do. Other than Jeff, my liberty stand. Oh, yes, absolutely. Hey, James, listen, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this info. I appreciate the fact that you were obedient. You did the search and that you're dedicating this. uh, Your listen, your time is your most precious resource. And, uh, you know, we got about three weeks and I know our audience is going to take stand up and and uh, do some things about this. So I thank you so much for being a part of Right On Radio today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. Take care, James. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. Thank you. Well, that was really important information. Uh, And I just want to top it off by uh, saying a couple things before we move on. First of all, because you reminded me, that segment was brought to you by (laughs) MyLibertyStand.com. Listen, this is a way we're pooling together. And the information we're about to get into with some of the uh, the financials and the way that people have been manipulated with the way the misinformation that's coming out to you. And just some things that you can wake up your friends with uh, that are just really good foundational building blocks to understanding what is happening in the world and how we got here. But when we saw, when we pool together, in mylibertystand.com for North America only. International agreement should be done for next week, by the way. So yes, I'm talking to you, Australia. I'm talking to you, Singapore. I'm talking to you, UK. Uh, We are going out to those areas. And, uh, but it's in our togetherness, we're actually creating our own kingdom economy. And uh, even for those areas like Australia and stuff like that, there there's some locally sourced things, but this is an American manufacturer almost everything is manufactured in the united states about three percent in canada and uh you know they they source things from different areas but they're in control of the uh, supply chain of their own and that's really important to know because there's some issues coming up you know it i know it be prepared create a kingdom economy and get some of your most valued supplies buying american same prices folks delivered right to your door, better than the other services. Go to mylibertystand.com. Jeff, they have the best, they have the best lipstick names ever, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out right now if I'm going to order Powerhouse Warrior Princess. By the way, there there is a night owl, free spirit, lioness, or peacemaker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they are very creative in their branding. Absolutely. They are. I love it. 
So what I wanted to get to next, Christy, is just some foundational. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because, quite honestly, we don't need to spoon-feed the audience. Uh, most of most of our core audience will know these things. But what's going to be interesting is for you to share this episode with friends that maybe don't know some of these things. So, for instance, and I want to start with this. Uh, Christy, and I'm surprising you with this, so you don't have to go into it, uh, but Uh what is a corporation? Ooh. Well, let's see. I've kind of spent my life making corporation, but they're corpse, Jeff. They're dead already. It's like taking yourself and putting it in a casket. And they are really to remove any of the consequences or many of the consequences of actual life and freedom. And, and Jeff, do you know where the biggest, um, the biggest state for removing those consequences are? I'm surprising you with this. Okay. What about that state that that stolus is always going back to that little bit? Yes. Stolus is always going back to. For some reason, they have a lot of corpserations. They certainly do, and and I was going to go there, but I just wanted to give someone a, a kind of a if if you've just had a job and you've never been involved in creating corporations and stuff like that, there's a reason they're called limited liability corporations mm-hmm. and things like that, and and so a really simple corporate structure that. A, larger entity would, or even some real estate investors, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things we recommend to someone who's going to invest in more than one property is to set up a corporate structure. And what you do, and this is just going to be a a really quick overview, what, what they do is they'll set up what's called a holding company. And then underneath that, you'll have another uh, company and then you'll have another company. So you kind of have this three company (laughs) It almost looks like a pyramid. Almost looks like the triune relationship. All like it's. You think they did wild. that on purpose, Jeff? I think they I might think have done that on purpose. What do you think? Yeah, nothing is coincidence. <laughs> so the main corporation, the holding company, can buy these things, and then they can rent them to the other corporations. They can, dep- they can depreciate their assets in this, while the other corporations paying for it, but they're charging someone else for it. And stuff like that. But the whole thing is they make it really difficult if they, if that corporation does wrong to you, Christy, you have to find out who's behind this corporation and then this corporation will go to that corporation and that corporation will go to the other one. And they put so many layers in there that there's no accountability. No. And it can go bankrupt almost overnight. Yeah. And then the other ones, they just shift the money and and it's, it's a shell game. Ladies and gentlemen. It is a shell game, absolutely. And it's for those of you who don't know what a shell game is, it's basically taking a bunch of shells, putting a prize under one, shuffling them all around, and then asking you, can you figure out which one, which shell has the prize under it? Okay. Because exactly. well, it's it's crazy. And it, and that is really the way that it happens. I mean, that's the way the whole thing happens. People like there'll be a license, Jeff. There'll be like a license brand, and that brand will be under this brand and that brand, and then this shell company and this shell company it goes on and on and on. I mean, sometimes even I on the back end, 
know know it and still can't figure out whose responsibility it is because that's what they want to do. They want to keep pointing the finger at the other company until the person who's trying to sue them runs out of money. Yeah, exactly. And they make it really, really hard to do it. And so what has happened is there are some places in the world, and Christy was alluding to it, that have really sheltered themselves. So the first one I'm going to say, because everybody knows it, uh, it's, you know, they talk about it on the mainstream all the time, that the Vatican is not only its own city, but it's his own country, essentially. The Vatican is not part of Italy, and it is a for-profit corporation. Isn't that crazy? And the amount of art that's in the Vatican alone, Jeff, I mean, there are... I'm going to say uh, upward. there has to be upwards of trillions of dollars worth of art that you can actually see in the Vatican. By the way, I do have a lot of photos um, from my trip in 2019 to the Vatican, which was the strangest trip I think I've ever been on. The only time in the whole world that, by the way, I've gotten robbed. I mean, in Rome, imagine that. I mean, the only time I've gotten robbed in the entire world in Rome, pretty much set up in front of a camera, in front of the National Guard, Jeff. I mean, wow. at the Vatican. By the way, with homeless people all around. So was it know, a pickpocket? How, how were you robbed? Um, it was it was basically a snatching, let's just call it. And and the police, the policia, they're doing absolutely nothing. Matter of fact, there were there were it's a scheme. It's an entire scheme that was being run in Rome and it's run throughout Rome. Has cannot wait to get out of Rome. <laughs> like we're both international travelers. He's actually a citizen of the U UK. And it, it was the, it was just the strangest thing. We would buy something and they would, would steal the bag. And, and we're like carrying it. Like, we're like, how did they even get it? Like we're carrying it in our jackets or, you know, not even carrying a purse because you carried a purse, man, you would have had, it's like the purse was the first thing that actually got snatched. And like, again, we're super careful. So these, these places are, it's, it's a very strange thing and, that happens. And do they have their own police force for their country? Yes, they do. And just speaking just like, of our, just, because, like, because, just like Disney, Jeff, just like Disney. Exactly. Now, just speaking of art, I just have to make this comment, you know, trillions of dollars of art and stuff like that, but they're good Christians. So there's no starving kids anywhere. Oh, you know. No, no. That, listen, there were outside the Vatican, for those of you still giving money to the Catholic church, shame, shame, shame. I'm just going to say, because I will tell you right outside the Vatican with nuns walking by going into the Vatican, there were like just Older people, let me tell you, these are not people on drugs that literally had nothing to eat. I mean, I, I, we walked into cafes and got these people something to eat because it was just that pathetic. I mean, that they would walk by and, you know, we're all thinking like, you know, they're caring for these homeless people and everything. And, and listen, I know homeless people. I know that they congregate outside of gates of places where they think people are going to give them money. I know what a homeless person looks like, a real homeless person versus a normal, a, a person trying to panhandle. These were not panhandlers. I mean, these are people that were, they're pros. Like they're pretty much on their deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're pros, but I, I will say this. And uh, you know, we, we, we give a lot of heat to the, uh, <laughs> to that religion, 
uh, because I, I personally don't think religion is of God, you know, no. but uh, there, there are some small bodies with some uh, really good, uh, good intention Catholic priests. So it's not a blanket mm -hmm. statement, uh, certainly uh, not from my perspective. Um, so there's another place that I wanted to talk about that many people do not know because it's in the center of London. In fact, it's called the City of London. And it, as well, is its own corporation. And essentially, it is its own country. It's not part of the UK. Jeff, I don't think I've ever even told you about this. My brother-in-law lives in London. He's a real estate developer in London. And do you know, whenever they drive through the city of London, which is what you're referencing? About one and a half miles square. Yeah. It's basically, and they, whenever you're driving around, there's basically a tax when you cross certain bridges. It's insane. It costs them almost $50 to go in and out. I mean, actually 50 pounds. So really we're talking about closer to 70, $75 to go in and out of the city of London. I mean, I'm talking about just driving your car over a bridge in and out. They charge you that much for a tax. Well, you're, you're, you're going into a different country. Of course, and they try to make it out like they're just trying to control traffic, and they're—it's all about the green, green new deal. It's really all about the money because you are going in and out of the country, and people don't realize it. Now, what was surprising to me about uh, the city of London is so it, it was a Reformations Act in 1835 that really modernized the corporation but do you know when the corporation actually started this was shocking to me in the year 1141 wow they've been so, at this for a really long time very very old for generations you might say uh that they have been doing this but then let's bring it into the united states of america and there's a place called the district of columbia which is a registered for profit corporation that is actually not part of the United States. And our January 6th people are under the blanket of that corpseration. And that is how they're able to let ha have these people stay in jail with no trial whatsoever. And, um, basically just trying to, well, I mean, there there's already been a couple of the guys or, guys and girls commit suicide but if you think about it, it makes absolutely no sense that one patriot passes away at the at the gun of a capital policeman oh, and their own security and force and we're jeff we still haven't seen the 1900 hours of tape but yet we have the cnn tape showing the whole debacle going down the whole pandemic it's absolutely amazing. But, you know, just like you have the political prisoners of, of J6 that you were talking about, we always wonder, because we, we see government people breaking laws all the time. All the time they're breaking laws. But why do they never get the penalty? Well, because they're not actually working for you. No. They're working for the corporation. That's and right. this is very important for you to understand. And, of course, we have the Hegelian dialect, which makes you think that there's a right to conservatives and the left, the liberals. No, that's just so you think that someone's 
someone on your team is hearing your voice. Kings and queens have done this for thousands of years. In fact, they made official into a corporation, 1141 in London. Uh, so this isn't new. And if you think the United States won that war, we didn't in 1776. They yeah. call it the Tea Party for a reason, because they were having tea and partying over their victory because, yeah, they might have lost some more troops. They might have backed down. They might have surrendered. But on paper, they established their ownership. And do you know how I think, Jeff, they've they've conveyed this message to us without, you know, coming out and saying it? If anybody loves the show Outlander, it pretty much shows you exactly what the Redcoats did um, to an extent with, you know, let's call it the entertainment portion um, has shown you exactly what the Redcoats did. They still had full control over all the Indians, all the settlers in the area. You know, I say, why did they need to pay a tax if they were settling? Why did they need to pay the tax to the Redcoats? And, you know, people thought they were paying the tax to the settlers, but they didn't realize that the settlers had a head and the Redcoats would come and collect the tax. So therefore, we have never really been free. But nope. we have, but that's because we've consented, Jeff. We have consented by acquiescing, by not taking action by not taking action, we have consented to this. Now, just like I described the uh, the three corporate structure, just for simplicity, and we know it can get a lot more complicated than that, let's look at how these three corporations work together, Christy. Oh, that's so really interesting. <laughs> we have the Vatican, which is the religious arm. By the way, has religion ever been used to control people? Just oh. asking for a friend. All the all the time. Oh, the, another another show that people may want to watch if you can get yourself through the first episode through all the fornication that the king is under is um, I believe it's called. Oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought, and I don't have my mom here today to, <laughs> to say what it is. But it's the Henry the Eighth um, show. I'll think of it in a second, Jeff. Keep on. Yeah, it, it'll come to you. And uh, yeah, well, you mentioned fornication in my mind. Go yeah. somewhere else as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to, didn't mean to make that happen. It's just how it starts. The entire show starts out. <laughs> yeah, well, that always gets viewers right because there's some uh, there's some sleazery and people, and it gets people talking, and you know, they, they, especially, when, especially when a guy has eight wives, Jeff. Eight wives. Yeah, Henry. That, you know what? He's a king. He could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I I could never have been a Mormon. Listen, I I'm, I can barely keep up with one woman. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't read Genesis too much, Jeff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can never read Genesis enough. <laughs> but I, I mean, just just the just the uh, the material costs of of. Well, actually, you know what? Being married actually saves you money in the long run. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're Listen, pro marriage. I was going to say, we probably, we probably keep, um, I probably keep my husband from spending so much money and he probably does the same. So <laughs> listen, you, you do work together and you know, uh, but so listen, we have the religious aspect, which is very controlling, of course. And then we have essentially London as being the bankers, Christie. And yes, do, do the banks of the world essentially come from London, the world banking system? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And then we have 
DC, which of course you have the pentagram or the pentagon, excuse me, <laughs> um, controlling the military power. Did you know that the U.S. military is in over, well, not over, I believe the exact number is 95% of the world's countries? No, I did not. I didn't know, I knew that we were in a lot. I didn't realize we were in 95%. That's a lot. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's like 170 countries or something like that, that the U.S. actually has military power stationed. Wow. So, did, and why did do we need it, Jeff? Why do, we, why do we need all of that? Why do we need all of that? Do you think it's for transportation? We need those transportation hubs to transport all the things of the world that are probably not legal? Well, because those planes don't get checked. Huh. No. I, I think you're on to something there, Christy. Yeah. There's so many reasons why they do it. And of course, on TV, they tell you it's so we can fight the bad guy over there and not on our soil. No, um, not true. Not true. And when they're finished with these people that see what actually happens, they're finished with them. So those are the people that have to be really, really careful because they utilize part of our army and part of our soldiers to see things. And then they really try to, whether it's MK ultra or drugs or whatever they try to do, they really try to take these people out. They try to take our veterans out, especially when they're, when they've done their 20 years and they're at retirement. So I want to encourage all those veterans that have, that have done that to man, just there's ways to get your message out. Um, like the military analyst has done, and um, Jeff, I'm sure that you will listen to any anybody that wants to maybe blow the whistle on some things that they've maybe seen, right? Well, you know what? When you it, listen, even some of it has come mainstream, and we've had we've had uh, Cody Snodgrass on this show, who was gonna, you know, was being hired to blow up the uh, the building in Indiana there, and um, there's there's a lot of stuff. But when we think about, you know, when when the U.S. for instance put in zero tolerance on drugs that was george senior he at this at that time was using the military uh to be he was the biggest drug lord in the world uh Absolutely. importing uh, using military planes and things like that and by the way i would venture to say to you if you're new to this sort of thing uh something that you might want to look up but there is drugs there's a lot of money man these guys these you know they make tons of money but there's a more valuable commodity that's being traded and that's human trafficking. Humans. Yep. Humans, babies, children. Um, I can tell you from a very high up source um, here in Miami um, when I first started hearing about all the trafficking um, and I actually had a recording going through the Miami airport of, and this was when Trump was still in office. Um, there would, they would, there were messages to watch out for human trafficking. Okay. Those messages are no longer playing in our airport to watch out for human trafficking and the things that you need to be watching out for people who won't make eye contact. There was actually a whole mm -hmm. list of things that were happening to get you to report human trafficking. And um, shortly after Stolas took over, those messages dropped there. They are no more. Uh, we started hearing about more people being trafficked in general, and um, it was confirmed through a very high up source um, that works on our border 
that um, there were children as young as two years old being trafficked through the Miami International Airport. And by the way, they had to catch and release them. Um, under under POTUS and not STOLUS, um, we would be, um, those people would have gone to jail. Um, they would have been prosecuted. But instead, um, they had to watch a male walk away with a two-year-old um, in the Miami Inter International Airport. That just, that breaks my heart, honestly. We should all be speaking up on that. Um, and and um, there, that is a massive issue. And um, the other thing that, that you just said, Jeff, was when Bush Sr. took over. What was his nickname, Jeff? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, wasn't Timber, was it? Poppy. Right. I was his nickname Poppy, everyone. It wasn't because he was a poppy. It's because he was transporting more poppies and opium than any other cartel in the entire world. Matter of fact, um, there are people like Sean Atwood who have spoken out that when they were, you know, just doing their little side drug business and it got like a little too big. I mean, they were prosecuted to the hilt. But yeah. you watch like the American made movie. It's it's I think it's called American made, not the American made movie, but American made. It's the entire story of Barry Seal. And again, they've put these things right in our face to share with you exactly what they're doing. If you watch that movie really closely, you'll even see the presidents involved. They yeah. didn't even they're, try to hide it themselves. I mean, they, they could have hidden it. That's that movie has Tom Cruise in it. But guess what? They release it like you know 10 years ago or 15 20 years ago i don't even know when that movie was released yeah it was about 20 years ago but they do like to brag and put it they right in their face because it because it also it's called predictive programming they're also mm -hmm. letting you know about the next things that they're going to be uh showing that you, that they're doing but and when you talk about you know that miami airport and obviously that's a horrible incidence but when you have over 200,000 per month coming across from the South and the, the, here's a key word and, and they switch the language, but in this case, I'm going to use it. They're not illegal aliens. They don't want us using that. They want us to say undocumented. And I'm going to say to you that undocumented is more appropriate to say at this point in time, because what happens when someone with no documents, no identification, goes missing does anyone notice yeah they don't absolutely and, and you know we all have to question ourselves and i know i've probably said this and i'm going to keep saying it but i know personally of a situation where a parent is in the united states illegally to take care of his daughter who has no one else but he cannot get citizenship he can't. I've even tried to help him. Can't do it. The only way I can do it is, is if anybody wants to marry him, right? But but think about it. Why does it make sense for all these people to be coming over our border, but someone really trying to care for their American daughter, by the way? So they would have to take this daughter out of the country because she is technically, um, you know, he's from another country. The mom's from part here and somewhere else. It's like a very confusing situation, but she is technically an American citizen, this little girl. And guess what? Our CPS would rather her father be totally gone and um, 
and and not have a place to go. I mean, we have to think about that. That it makes zero sense whatsoever. So for those of you still thinking that people are coming over the border and we're just, you know, nice Americans and we should just let them, listen, I would love to be able to go to Cuba and other countries and grab actually good people who actually want to come here and who actually want to work and create new things in America, including production. But guess what? They're not allowed. They're not allowed. Right. And it's it's really, it's, it's the consequences of this are so devastating. Of course, there's a, a good, a, way more than anyone would like to know of those amount of people are going to be uh, trafficked. Women, children, even young men, young boys. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's more nefarious things that happen to some of these people. But then there's also the people they've brought in that is an invasion from within. Uh, so the mainstream news is trying to tell you that it's, a, well, they're just going to give them permission to vote. and then, But they're trying to make it sound like we actually have a, a legitimate vote, which we don't. No. We never have. They're making excuses for the way the numbers will work again uh, by introducing this even as a concept. Uh, that isn't what it's about. It's not about real uh, realigning the voter districts. No, it's more of an invasion from within. And what here's what's going to happen. And we're going to talk about this more on a future episode, possibly Thursday. But with the food shortages and things like that coming, what happens when people don't have any provision? And and literally, there's a couple million people who've just walked in the last couple of years. People are going to go a little bit nuts. Yeah, it's orchestrated, folks. Uh, if you think that those riots in the in 2020 were just isolated incidences, no, they were giving you those pictures. So it's normal when it happens next time, but next time it's going to be on a much larger scale. Yeah, big time. Um, so, Jeff, I think we talked about a little bit about the food shortage in the, in the last episode. So people need to go back and listen to that episode if they haven't already, because you do need to get prepared and prepare yourselves in that way. And then also prepare yourselves for um, the election as well. Um, sign up to be a, a poll worker if your area is still accepting poll workers. And if not poll workers, you need to be a poll watcher. Um, that should be something that, you know, we have this thing where a lot of conservatives, you know, we just want to sit back and run our businesses and make money. And um, but we have to stand up and and be a part of the election cycle, because I'm going to tell you there's it's so bad. I mean, so bad. They they are going to try to steal again. Um, Jeff, it, have you heard of the new um, movie by Dinesh D'Souza? Oh yeah, yeah, the mules, two thousand mules. Two thousand mules, yeah. So I, I think we all should be watching that and and, and um, paying attention to what went on there um, to see the mechanics of it. Yeah, yeah. It, very yeah. important. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, even if we and, need to go and out, and, even if we need to go out and actually um, put different cameras on these like mail-in boxes, whenever you know, there's all kinds of things that can be done. There's hunting cameras and other things that we can put on trees um, nearby yeah. and. That's right. They're camouflage. They're battery operated. Mm -hmm. That's a great suggestion. And and listen, what DJT said even on uh, on the last rally uh, on the weekend, 
is look, we need to overwhelm them. Yeah. Uh, they didn't overwhelm enough in, in France because you know the exact same thing happened there and people are starting to stand up now, but we're running out of time to stand up. We have to stand up in a much bigger, bigger way uh, because what we're seeing right now, uh, and, and there's a reason why they have a guy in Joey B acting so stupid. It's because that way, when the U.S. economy just completely crashes, and because it is about the destruction of America, that you know, of course it crashed. We had a dummy in the White House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 folks. It's much worse than that. But there are things that are working for the good. But this does not mean you can be apathetic. You need to get involved, and you get need to get in line with what God is doing. And God can even use some questionable characters to accomplish his goals. Look at what he's doing with us, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Point made. I never thought I would be, I I never thought I would be talking about politics on the radio. (laughs) I know, right? God and politics all in one conversation. (laughs) We are so persona non grata. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, design and interiors and, and many other beautiful things or travel, but not <laughs> manufacturing even. You know, I can run up there with Elon because he knows everything about manufacturing. Yeah. I have a good sense of manufacturing as well. It's a yeah. very interesting business. I would like to have a conversation with him about manufacturing. What about you, Jeff? Sure. Yeah. You think you can of hold course. it? I'm just curious because, you know. I don't know if the stutter is real or the stutter is because he doesn't know. And I'm definitely not making fun of anyone with a stutter, but I kind of tend to find myself without words when I don't really know something. Well, many people who have interviewed him have even said publicly, look, this guy's not a rocket scientist. Right. So, but yet he's a rocket guy. He's a rocket guy. <laughs> He's going to Mars, right? Pretty cool. And, and listen, you know what? Uh, sometimes there is the art of the deal. And maybe yeah. you you don't have to be an expert in everything. You just have to be able to put the deal together. And, you know, you can do it on the back of a napkin and make really big things happen. Uh, if you're the right person, is he the right person? Well, time will tell. Yeah. And and I, I'm tempted to go into the Twitter thing right now, but I'm going to reserve my thoughts <laughs> on it. And I'm going to maintain what you said last time. It's a distraction. I think it's a distraction. Yeah. But I mean, we may get, we may get a little information out because, you know, we did hear that we are going to have this tweet that's going to go out the calm before the storm tweet, you know, that's right. Storm is upon us. The storm is upon us. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, don't know the exact lingo for it. Um, But that's going to be really interesting to see who, who comes about. And then, you know, there are other people that think that he's the antichrist, you know, so we'll kind of, See what happens. Yeah, and what I'm pretty sure that? he's not that. Uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm confident he's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know but, enough people that are going to follow him. I mean, he does have a lot of followers on Twitter, but I don't know anybody else that's really going to follow him, especially if things don't go their way. Well, look, he, he's he's done some pretty awesome things, but there's 
there's some exposés of him and how he's made it up. And listen, anyone who makes a documentary can make it look the way that they want to, the way you edit things, the way you put things together. Uh, look, we, we even do that to some extent on this show, you know, a little bit more casual, but we know, you know, there's a way to drive home a point and get people to look in a direction that you want them to look in, right? Uh, but we always say fact check us, and that's why you know we don't want to spoon feed every single thing. Look it up. Is the United States uh, DC a corporation? Is the Vatican a corporation? Is the City of London a corporation? Are they parts of their countries? Look what, it up. What about the United Nations being its own country in New York? That's right. In Manhattan, Manhattan yeah. had some sovereign soil as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an immunity clause for them, and they can steal from you easily uh, by doing this, and they have forever. Uh, and so let's let's speaking of stealing, uh, I want to go back to you know back to London uh, in some ways, and I know this show is going a little bit longer, but man, you don't want to miss these points that's coming up. This is really really important. So we know that the World Bank system, the Rothschild banking system, has gone throughout all of the world. And they've created these things. But I want you to know, uh, for the good listener, check it out for yourself. Just like we have these corporate entities of London, D.C., and the Vatican, your Federal Reserve in the United States, is it privately owned? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It's privately owned. Look up the story of Jackal Island. Look at how... Uh, it's how it was formed. And by the way, you'll find interesting note. How is the Titanic tied into this? Oh, very uh, much. Very interesting. But so the Federal Reserve and the IRS are private for-profit corporations. Just because it's named the Federal Reserve, people think that it is part of the government. It is not. not no. It is privately owned, and they create the money. They create it on demand. And think about and it. You fill out your taxes, Jeff. You're acquiescing when you fill out your taxes. You're giving them your information. They have to have it in order to charge you. And listen, I, I'm still paying my tax, but I think there's a time when all of us need to cut that rope because it's actually what they're asking. And, and McAfee proved the case, uh, if you follow his story, that it's actually illegal to be charged these taxes. Yes, it is. I like John McAfee a wormhole, But property tax in particular is an affront to God. I can prove it biblically. You're taxing what God created and what he owns. And, and then they're using it to fund the indoctrination of his little ones in schools. Man, oh, man. I'm telling you, God is going to judge this. He's going to judge it severely. And I think it's coming well, soon. Judge us, Jeff, if we don't do something about it, I'm fully like convinced that he if we sit around and we're just like going from show to show listening and we do absolutely nothing when we learn that's one reason why i come on with you i want to make sure people know they need to find out what is happening on their school boards because you are paying taxes that are as jeff just said are illegal to begin with but then you're paying it so you're giving the money i'm going to say you're giving it to them um and we are not holding the people accountable 
um, per Christian values by not going and paying attention to what they are teaching the children. Again, uh, by not doing anything, you are conforming and you are agreeing with it. So this next uh, segment, and it'll be kind of the last main thing that I wanted to bring up today, Christy, uh, if this doesn't prove to you that to some degree uh, what is happening in the world today uh, and that you really do need to make some moves, I don't know what will. Uh, so I've just, uh, I've copied it. There's an article that has been going around. Uh, actually, let me just change my screen here for a second. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to end with the world debt clock. Don't let me forget that, please. Okay, world debt clock. Okay. All right. So let me uh, let me just read. So this is a, an article that has been going around, uh, and there's variations of it on many, many different sources. And there's some verification even on the bigger networks, although they don't spell it out quite as clearly. But even on ABC, the BBC, uh, some of this information has been made available. So. Uh, and, and I'm just going to read it verbatim because it makes sense when you listen to it. It's not that long of an article, but remember the United States currency is fictional. It is not gold backed. That was taken away like 80 years ago. There's no gold backing our dollar. It's worthless. It's just paper. <clears throat> So the article says, it's official, and by the way, we've known this for a couple of years now, but the, this gets interesting because of the move with Ukraine and stuff like that. So keep that in mind as well. The Russian central bank announces that the ruble is now tied to gold. In fact, it's going to be 5,000 rubles per gram. Okay, so here's the value of rubles against the value of gold. That's how you back a currency by gold, just like ours used to be. The Central Bank of Russia, you see, Russia has got away from the globalist banking systems, okay? Everywhere else in the world is on this system, but Russia is going away from it. So the and I Central wonder why Bank, we're so against Russia, Jeff. I know. I mean, could this possibly be the reason? <laughs> well, it, it certainly uh, took out Muammar Gaddafi. Uh, he was going to a gold standard. Then all of a sudden the U S went into Libya and killed him. Uh, Oh, and you know who else was doing the gold standard? Who? Saddam Hussein. Oh, wow. So, so all that the world was actually leaders, the weapon they, of mass destruction. So if, you didn't, if you didn't agree with the vid and you, you don't go with the world banking system, you just get deaded. Yeah, and, and by the way, so do uh, commoners like you and I and our kids, because uh, if you look, it's the same people behind the Federal Reserve and stuff like that that have funded every war, like World War One, World War Two, all the wars. They funded both sides of it. Yep. Can't and they make it up. Like they haven't. No, you really can't. All right. So let me, let me continue because this gets really, really good and really interesting. So the central bank of, uh, so it's 500 uh, rubles per gram of gold. Now, here we're just going to do some math. So just follow along. There are 28 grams in each ounce. Okay. 28 grams for 5,000 rubles is 140,000 rubles. Are you following me thus far? 
the conversion rate of rubles into U.S. dollars is 100 rubles or 90 pounds for each U.S. dollar. If the rubles are tied to gold at 5,000 rubles per gram, and there's 28 grams per ounce, which means that an ounce of gold would cost 140,000 rubles, then the conversion into U.S. dollars means that the cost $1,400 per ounce when used the rubles instead of the current, well, I checked it this morning, it's about $1,900 per ounce. So Russia just wiped out about 30% of the U.S. dollar worldwide when it comes to gold ingots. People all over the world are th literally throwing their money into the ruble, throwing away the dollars and euros to do it. What Russia just did is the financial equivalent of detonating a nuclear bomb. Now, I'm just going to stop there for a second because what? why is this important? We're hearing about the national conversation of inflation. Oh, the price at the pump is going up. Your grocery price is going up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be a broken record telling you this. The prices aren't going up. It's the value of your money that has gone down. And if they're saying that inflation is like a 7 or 8%, and we know we've seen it already at 30% in the groceries, now look at what he has done. And not only that, but because he supplies the energy to much of Europe, mm. he's now demanded, no, 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 you're not going to pay me with your money. You're going to pay me in rubles. And guess what? They're going to go without energy or they're going to have energy. Oh. And some countries are now like uh, like Hungary and stuff like that apparently have signed on. The UK is trying to be witty to go around it. And, uh, and you know, but it's I'm telling you, this was a power move of epic proportion. And Christy. Now, if you're one of those people who just recently bought gold at about 1900 bucks per ounce, and we're being told here, uh, if the math is right, that you know it's maybe only worth about 1400 now, are you upset that you bought gold? Yes, very much so. And who's out there promoting gold? We, had, we need to think about who's out there promoting gold. So if anybody's promoted gold... Funny you just that up. Yeah. Don Jr. is promoting gold. Wow. I just saw it this morning. Uh, wow. To support my father, buy these gold cards You're kidding. for $100. You're kidding, right? No, but I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. So you think you sh we should be buying gold? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say we should buy land and cars and things at, so, until... Okay, go ahead. I'm physical sorry. gold and silver uh, and other precious metals, I would... And I'm not giving financial advice. I'm just telling you what I see. Okay. But absolutely, um, I think that they the upshot on them is really big. And there's some people a lot smarter than me are making that assessment as well. Uh, really, really big. I think right now, 
you might be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. I think it's going to way overshoot. Uh, I think it's important if you're able to get some gold. And then I think silver, many people will think silver is going to outperform. Um, business. Well, I, I always suggest investing in business if you could find the right one. Uh, but land, absolutely. Land, 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 land is the way to go. But these things are really important. And here's where I'm going to bring in the debt clock. Let me just show this. You know, there's a there's a couple popular shows out there, and I'm not saying anything bad about the hosts. But you know, there there's a lot of people claiming right now that the uh, the consumer debt clock is going down. That uh, that it's the Nasara is coming, and they're giving you this hopium. Uh, well, Jeff, and- maybe we should just ask the audience to please contact us if anyone has had their debt wiped away. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Let's, let's see. I mean, I hope, listen, I pray to God that all of our debts wiped away as long as we don't have to take a, the mark of the beast. But I mean, if anybody has, is anybody had their debt wiped away? I think you should contact Jeff and let them know. Let yeah. Know. Right on Jeff at gmail.com. Please do. And I'd love to hear that story. But so I've just put up on the screen and for those of you who are just listening on Podbean. Uh, just go to World Debt Clock. Uh, y- you'll see it. And there's all kinds. And most people accept these things as uh, as accurate. So if you look at the very top left-hand corner, you, you can your eyes cannot keep up with how fast the debt is going up. Uh, but it's really the telling sign here to me is the very bottom window right here where my mouse is. And that's the the debt per each person in the United States. Can you read what that is? Um, I can't, Jeff. It's so small for me. Hold on, let me. Yeah, oh, it, let me, it is let me small. Enlarge so my screen. Let oh, me, wait, uh, no, no, no. Let I, I just enlarged my screen. Okay, so will you run your mouse over the portion that you're talking about? Because these right things there. like it makes your eyes go crazy. This thing is like going up so fast, you guys. Like, I mean, there's like probably a hundred numbers on this with different um it looks like it's going numbers. up like a hundred thousand dollars in a in seconds exactly. yeah it's like we it, like i mean really could we possibly be like the most i mean this is insane how fast it's going up i definitely oh, encourage everyone jeff are you going to post this on your telegram uh yeah well it's just world world debt clock you can look it up it comes up super easy uh look the the number in the bottom left hand corner is the liability per citizen, and it's $507,000 right now. Every citizen of the United States, if you want to pay off your debts, every citizen, oh, by the way, that's your one-month-old child, has $507,000 of debt. Jeff, have you ever looked up to see how many um, how many certificates are attached to your social security number? Oh yeah, mine has yeah, a lot. We, so we actually it. have money that is ours that we have not claimed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I so I don't think there's time for any of that. No, there's not. There's that's that's a whole nother show, Jeff. I think they just it, have it to is, and, that, and that's a deep show. But what's important about this, and when I talked about the rubles, when I talked about gold, when I talked about these things, 
I'm not a prophet in this case. I'm not uh, a financial advisor. But get out of Wall Street, folks. I'm going to tell, I'm telling you, I know that I know. And look, you, you, five years from now, you can laugh at me. <laughs> Jeff was so full of it. <laughs> There's going to be a sell-off like you've never seen before in the market. And 1930s was a warm-up for what they have planned. Now, will they succeed? I don't know, but I'll tell you that doesn't matter if there's white hats, doesn't matter if there's black hats, whatever you want to say, good versus evil. I, for either one, the market has to go down. Their plans cannot be accomplished unless the market goes down and it's going to happen and probably sooner than you think. I think I'm going to take your land advice, Jeff. I'm taking the land course. Yeah, uh, so right on you is what she's talking about. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I, and the coupon ends at the end of this week. Uh, it'll it will not be this low again. So uh, I know it's it's a little bit more money, but I'm telling you, the just the paperwork I give you alone is worth over ten thousand uh, dollars. And it's I'm really teaching it diligently and uh, very detailed. You learn more than one real estate strategy, and including how to make money from real estate without using any of your own money. Can't beat that, especially right now, even if you had to use your own money. Well, and, and if you can, you make way more money. Uh, obviously, if you you know don't have to bring in a third party, and I talk about how to bring in an investor, how to get uh, other things, or just even how to move a deal, make money for writing your name on the top line and then handing it to someone else. It's incredible what you can do. So, Christy, I'm telling you know what, getting into land. And so, if the bad guys uh, win, you know, we're going to be starved. We're going to be, you know, civil war, uh, essentially. Uh, if the good guys succeed, there's going to be some debt forgiveness. And wouldn't you like to have more land in your name and then have all that debt forgiven? And mm -hmm. by the way, if it, 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 it's not, you're not in investing. You're not getting a mortgage in the sense that it's a debt. You're you're bringing on an asset that cash flows for you. So when the houses when houses go down in value, which is rare, but they do for, and then there's a usually a correction. The rents don't follow suit, folks. Mm -mm. Renters kind of get screwed. All you know, mm -hmm. the the rent just keeps going up. Um, yeah. Get into land, get into gold, get into silver, get out of the market. And if you can, with your retirement or whatever, if there's ways in different states that sometimes you can reallocate your retirement funds because it's in a manageable uh, fund. In some cases, in some states, did you know, Christy, like your 401k, you can actually allocate it into a mortgage, but not for your personal home but into yeah. a mortgage as an investment. Now, a and, financial advisor did tell me, financial advisor to billionaires, they only deal in billions and up, did tell me that's exactly what they're doing. So yeah, that is and, something yeah. I can validate from a very high up source, from a very large company that they're all moving their, their 401ks and their big money into more real estate, more yeah. land. Yeah. 
there everyone in the know is doing it right now and so right now you know and and one more thing jeff if i may add i think that there's also a way and again we're not giving financial advice these are just things that i have researched on my own um for even like my mother um that you can actually move part of your investments and things that may be tied up otherwise i think you can actually move those into gold as well but so, but you don't want paper gold you need physical physical gold yes because paper gold is in the market and the market is completely controlled by mammon and mm -hmm. remember when when stocks go down gold and silver go up <laughs> it just yeah. <clears throat> and if currencies start being backed by gold again look and, and even if you buy silver, get it in smaller denominations so you can use it if need be, you know, like if uh, power goes out and stuff like that. And if we all get out of the stock market too, Jeff, what does that do to the people who run the stock market and those big corporations? Well, we beat them to it. it. We, it's, yeah. it's the GameStop theory, right? Um, yeah. We beat them to it. We, the people, outsmarted them. Uh, and don't wait. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I really feel that there's some urgency to this. I'm, we're not fear mongers. We're giving you actionable items where you can actually maybe even come out way ahead uh, yes. through all of this. And, you know, it's through hard economic times that the most millionaires are made. And not that you want to strive to be a millionaire, but look, if you could have more money for when you retire or to pass along to your kids, uh, it's not or a to bad help thing. Other people with, Jeff. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need our help too. So they are. And, and I really suggest, and I've said that many times, Christy, you know, uh, particularly with our rations, because, you know, you don't want to see your neighbor starving and they're, mm -hmm. they, listen, it's, it's coming. And, and so I, we might do this on Thursday because I've got a whole new take and I want to compare it to the Bible uh, about mm -hmm. this food thing. I've kind of got some revelation on that. Well, you are shepherd of the sheeple, Jeff. So we're completely reliant <laughs> on by the sheeple. But we're—it's—it's it's not you, the audience. It's—it's it's the rest of the eighty percent out there that, you know, just kind of go. We've all been sheeple at some point, Jeff. I'm gonna—I'm gonna admit I've been a sheeple at some point. So, I mean, I'm yeah. just hoping. Yeah. Well, so, I guess I guess we all we don't all feel bad if there. you're still a sheeple. Okay, like we're Jeff's here to to help herd you out of being a sheeple. Well, and you too, Kristen. You bring a lot of wisdom. <laughs> Listen, everyone, thank you for being here. Uh, do you have final words? Uh, tell them about your website. Um, PatriotsPerspective.com. I apologize to everyone who thinks that I have no content on, no new content on PatriotsPerspective.com. That's been my feedback from the show, Jeff. <laughs> Listeners are saying, we need new content. I am trying to get you new content. I promise. Um, we did realize that when we moved the website over, can you believe that some of my court documents provided about Justice Scalia have gone missing, Jeff? The whole, like this whole series of posts that I think people would find very interesting with court back documents are suddenly, dis they've disappeared. They need to disaback, okay? <laughs> it's just amazing, isn't it, how, how this happens? So we're trying to find some of those articles that that were there. And um, yes, we do have some new things coming coming about. But I appreciate all of the listeners who have like held me accountable. And I've given them permission, by the way, um, 
to hold me accountable for um, providing new content. I'm just glad that they noticed. It, absolutely. Hey, and don't forget, hit a thumbs up if you haven't on the video. Hit a like, leave us a comment, uh, share it with friends. I think there's some really good information here that, uh, you know, your your friends and family would like. It's not over the top. You shouldn't be embarrassed about the information that's on this. We kept it as subtle as we can. Uh, and don't forget, go to My Liberty Stand or to writeonyou.com. And Christy's website is Patriots Perspective. Thank you for being here. We love you. God bless you. Remember, love your God first. Love your family. Love your neighbor. And make a difference. Yeah.